the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley shares that what God is doing on our behalf are things not always apparent with our physical senses. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. You can say that in your life. For he who is mighty has done beyond what our eyes can see, beyond what our ears can hear. Heaven's resources are working in your behalf. The angelic visitations described in the Bible confirm for us that there's a link between believers and angels and the one who made us. In fact, God uses ordinary people for his purposes, aided by his heavenly messengers. And even today, God shows his love for us by sending his angels to come alongside us to encourage and strengthen and direct us. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley explains how he knows God's providence is real. There's an invisible world behind the scenes that's operating in our lives. And sometimes it's revealed when angels speak to us. That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. I want to give you this quick reminder to check out helpful resources that are available to you at our website, including a copy of today's message, When Angels Speak to Us. For that study, go to hopelives365.com. Our teacher here is the president of Hope Lives 365, Mark Findlay. And today, Pastor Mark continues a message he presented last time about how God sends his ministering angels to encourage and enlighten the minds of regular folks uh, that'll make wise decisions for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And those miraculous encounters recorded in the Bible are some of the times when angels speak to us. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. Now, as I mentioned, there's no place in the Bible that demonstrates the might, the power, the wisdom of angels than in the nativity scene. So we first go to the story of Joseph. There are four appearances of angels in the scene of the birth of Christ, and they come in this order. They first appear to Joseph when he is about ready to make a critical decision in his life. Matthew chapter 1, we're looking at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise... When as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, the another word for espoused there is betrothed, they were engaged. Now this is incredibly a serious thing. Joseph has two choices here. She is pregnant and they're not married. So the first choice Joseph has when he discovers that is this, to bring her before the entire community, condemn her for being pregnant out of wedlock and have her stoned. That's choice number one. The second choice that Joseph has is to go to two or three of the elders of the church, legally break the contract that he's had with her to be married, 
and put her away quietly. Send her to Elizabeth's house or somebody else's house in another village. Next verse. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example. See, he's not going to bring her before the village where stoning is a possibility. His love for her is so great. Was minded or decided to put her away privately. So he made the decision already to violate the legal contract. He's He's going to divorce her legally. He is at a crossroads in his life. And the Bible says... But while he thought on these things, so he's meditating about it. Have you ever been at the crossroads of your life? Have you ever been thinking, should I sell my house or shouldn't I sell my house? Should I move or shouldn't I move? Should I go into this profession as a young person or shouldn't I? We all have those crossroads in our life. Will we come to those decision moments in life? Notice what scripture says. But while he thought on these things, verse 20, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not. Don't fear in the crossroads of your life. Don't fear in the decision that you're going to make, because heaven will provide light for you. Don't fear to take Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in hers of the Holy Ghost shall bring forth a son, and you'll call his name Jesus, for you save his people from their sins. Joseph made an eternal decision because the Spirit of God worked on his heart through the ministry of angels. As you and I are in the decision-making process of life, whenever you're in that crossroads of life as you are praying, God sends heavenly angels to beat back the forces of hell that are enshrouding your mind with darkness so that you can make a clear decision for the kingdom of God. He sends angels to enlighten our minds. He sends the Holy Spirit to inspire our hearts. You may not necessarily see the angels like Joseph, but I don't see electricity in this room, but I see the result of it. You see, look, we may not see, comprehend, or understand, but God has heavenly beings at your disposal to guide, to encourage, to strengthen. We now turn to the second angel visitor. From the first angel visitor, we learn that angels are present to guide us in the decision-making process. What do we learn from the second angel visitor? Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. The first angel visits Joseph. The second angel visits Mary. Luke, the first chapter, we begin with verse 26. Luke chapter 1, we're looking at verse 26 and onward. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Fear not, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. The angel explains to Mary that she is with child. As she hears the voice of the angel, she's absolutely, incredibly amazed. Now let's try to relive the experience of Mary. Let's try to let our mind go back. She's a teenager. And she, along with every Jewish woman, is living with expectation. She lives with the hope that the Messiah will be born. For thousands of years, 
All through the Old Testament, Jewish women looked forward to the birth of the Messiah. What she never would have thought in her wildest dreams is that she, a simple, ordinary girl, living in a remote village called Nazareth, would be bearing the Christ child. She lived an ordinary life of a teenage girl. She prepared meals. She washed clothes. She harvested crops. She did a variety of household chores like any other teenage girl that day. The most exciting thing that had happened in her life was she was now betrothed to the village carpenter, Joseph. But something dramatic happened that day that changed her life forever. An angel appeared to her and said, Mary, you will be with child. She was thrilled. She was frightened. She was excited. She was all of that. To believe that God would choose this simple young woman. To believe that God would choose her. She shakes with fear and responsibility. She was a humble teenager, a commoner. She had no position, no wealth, no fame. And then the angel calls her highly favored. She would sing the songs of heaven to Jesus as she bounced him on her knee. She would recite the promises of God to him. She would bring his lunch to the carpenter shop of Nazareth. She would walk the dusty streets of Galilee and listen to him preach. Tears would flow from her eyes as she saw how the priest treated him so cruelly. She would weep bitterly at the cross. Little did she know what lay before her. Mary, a godly, humble teenager, visited by an angel, impregnated by the Holy Spirit, the mother of God. If this story tells us anything... It tells us two things. First, that God uses humble people to accomplish great things for his kingdom. Throughout history, God has equipped them. God has strengthened them. God has encouraged them to do great things for his kingdom because he knew that they would give him glory. You may feel very, very ordinary. You may feel like Mary did. I'm not very special at all. You may feel that you don't have very many talents or abilities, but God loves to choose people just like you. He loves to choose common people. He loves to choose ordinary people. He loves to take young people and do something special with them for his cause. He loves to take the elderly and say, I still have a work for you and move powerfully through them. He loves to take the middle-aged You see, Christianity is not a spectator sport. And God says, just like I chose Mary, a simple, hot, common girl, I'm still in the business of choosing common people. I'm still in the business of choosing ordinary people. Get out of the pew and into the game because I have something special for you to do this year. As the old year ends and as the new year dawns, God is saying to you today, there's a work for you to do. There's a task for you to accomplish. The church is not just coming every Sabbath and sitting 
but rather there's something glorious and large and angels are standing by your side to enable you to do something special for him this year. There's somebody God wants you to pray for. There's somebody God wants you to study the Bible with. There's somebody that God wants you to get involved with to lead them to Christ. The story of Mary is the story of God choosing common people to do something for his cause. Pastor Mark Findlay emphasizing how God in his wisdom graciously equips ordinary people like us to accomplish great things for his glory. This is Hope Lives 365. In a moment, Pastor Mark is returning with more of this inspiring message about when angels speak to us. First, uh, let me welcome your support to this ministry so that we may continue bringing you these messages. For a significant gift right at this time, we have a special way of thanking you. I'm referring to Pastor Mark's 530-page hardbound reference book called What the Bible Says About. It's an exceptional publication that provides easy-to-understand information for anyone searching for truth that's revealed in biblical passages, addressing themes like, why am I here, and where did I come from, and what does the future hold? Request what the Bible says about when you give your gift of $50 or more to Hope Lives 365. Contact us today online at hopelives365.com. Or make your generous gift of $50 or more when you call 855-888-HOPE. That is toll-free, 855-888-4673. In a moment, Pastor Mark points out that with God, all things are possible. And yet, you may be tempted to say, as Mary herself did, how can this be? I don't know what challenges you are facing in your life today. I don't know what difficulties you're facing. I don't know what mountains you have to climb, but I know this. God is the God of the impossible. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. A little bit later, I'll share information about a small book from Pastor Mark that will help you find answers and peace in the middle of the struggles of the pain you may be facing right now. I'm referring to this publication, 13 Life-Changing Secrets. More about that, but just a bit later. Right now, Pastor Mark is continuing his message, When Angels Speak to Us, sharing a moving story uh, that what seems impossible to us is no obstacle for our good and gracious God. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. There's a second thing. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Is it a human endeavor for somebody to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit? That is not a human endeavor at all. Notice what the text says. Read it with me, please. Luke 1, verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be what? impossible. Now let your eyes drop down to verse 49. I love verse 49. For he, read it together, for he that is mighty hath done to me great things and holy is his name. You can say that in your life. For he who is what? Mighty has done for me great things. The story of Mary is the story of the God who takes ordinary human beings and does the impossible through them. The story of Mary is the story 
of common, ordinary people that God does mighty things through. It's the story of the God of the impossible. I don't know what challenges you are facing in your life today. I don't know what difficulties you're facing. I don't know what mountains you have to climb, but I know this. God's the God of the impossible. God is the God of the impossible. It was a few days before Christmas. And a pastor and his wife, young pastor in his 20s, had taken on a new task. And the task they took on was to pastor a church in a village that, and the church was in shambles. It was one of these churches that had thrived at one point of time, but after a while, the church began to go down. It had pastor after pastor. The church didn't grow. It was down to just a few people, and the church was really in ill repair. Ceilings were cracked. Plaster was falling off. Carpeting frayed. Uh, This young pastor came in all enthused. The paint was peeling off. And so he and his wife decided, look, we're going to do something. Use our own funds. They began painting. They spent hours painting, tried to fix up the plaster. But about a week before the Christmas service that they were promoting for the entire community, a storm came through. The roof leaked. The plaster on the back wall, there was this huge piece of plaster in the back wall, and it fell off all over the platform, great big hole in the back wall now. The church looked terrible. They cleaned it up, but they couldn't fix that big hole in the back wall. So they decided, they heard there was an auction in town, and they were praying, God, you're the God of the impossible. God, you can work miracles. We don't know how to fix that hole in the next two days because it's December 23rd and December 25 is coming. So they went to this auction. And the auctioner was auctioning off stuff. And finally he had a chest and he pulled out this very 15-foot-long tablecloth. And the tablecloth was golden and it had white stripes on it, ivory stripes. And the pastor thought, man, nobody's going to want that. And he bid $6.50. And he bought the tablecloth. And he said, you know what? I'm going to put that tablecloth over that hole. I'll light some candles, twinkle off the tablecloth. And so he did. Bought the tablecloth, put it over the hole. And it was now December 24th. It was going to be Christmas Eve. It was in the afternoon, 12 o'clock. The church looks great. The tablecloth is there. And uh, he went to church about noon to get ready for the service, prepare his sermon. He saw a lady standing out there waiting for the bus bus wasn't coming in 40 till 40 minutes. So he went to the lady and he said, look, it's cold. It's cold out here. Come, come, come in the church. You know, come in the church. Sit down, warm up. She came in and sat there. And she was an old woman, deeply etched lines on her face, had a German accent. And she sat there with this German accent. She prayed and then she kept looking at that tablecloth, looking at that tablecloth. Walked up to it, stood at it, began to cry. She said, That tablecloth is my tablecloth. My husband and I were in Austria. We were in the Nazi resistance. That tablecloth was a gift my husband gave to me in Brussels. We fled, and this story happened in 1948, 1949. We fled Austria. We knew that we were being hunted by the Nazis, so we separated. I went on a train one way, and he went another way. I never saw my husband again. I heard that he was killed in a concentration camp. I left, went into Switzerland, and eventually came to America, immigrated to America. 
And she took that tablecloth in her hands, crying, and said, it's the only, only memory of my husband I have. She turned the tablecloth over, and there were her initials embroidered on it. And the pastor said, take it, take it. She said, I can't. I, I want to leave it in your church. They prayed together, and she left. The Christmas Eve service came, and the pastor preached. It was a powerful service. The Spirit of God was there. People from the town came in, and an old man came in. He was a watchmaker in town. This woman was his wife. They hadn't seen one another for 35 years. It was his wife. And he, after the service, he stood looking at that. And he walked up to that tablecloth, and he said, Wait a minute. That was a gift I gave my wife years and years ago. The pastor said, You're not going to believe this. Your wife was here today. She came out to get a job as a governess in a very wealthy home here. She lives in a city 30 miles from here. Let's find out the address. They went to the place where she was interviewing for the job to be the governess, got in the car, and after 30, 35 years, this woman who thought her husband was dead, united. I think heaven is going to be a wonderful place. Because God is the God of the impossible. He is the God that sent an angel to Mary. Do you think the angels had fun sending that pastor to get that uh, tablecloth? Do you think the angels had fun, joyous, sending that woman to that church by the bus stop that day? Do you think the angels had fun leading that man in? And do you think the angels were there in that glorious moment of reunion? beyond what our eyes can see, beyond what our ears can hear. Heaven's resources are working in your behalf. Pastor Mark Findlay on today's Hope Lives 365, proclaiming that God is the God of the impossible. How many other impossible things happen every day? Uh, We might never know, but we can rest assured that we're never alone, especially from those accounts in the Bible of times when angels speak to us. Now, earlier today, I mentioned that we have a small book from Pastor Mark Finley that we think will make a great impact on your life. It's called 13 Life-Changing Secrets. It tells the stories of people who have gone through the worst of life's experiences, and yet even in the midst of those dark times, the light of Jesus shined brightly. Now, all the people in this book responded to the touch of God, and when they did, something incredible happened in their lives and in the lives of those around them. Those discoveries about who God really is flooded their lives with happiness. And for a gift of any amount right now, Hope Lives 365 would like to share a copy of 13 Life-Changing Secrets with you. Just call to make your gift at 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or go to our website, hopelives365.com. Now remember, there too is a reference book from Pastor Mark Findlay, What the Bible Says About, that we'd like to share. If your gift is of $50 or more, it's a 530-page reference book. Again, What the Bible Says About, in exchange for your gift of $50 or more. Call 855-888-HOPE or go to the website hopelives365.com. You have some challenge in your life. God says, fear not. Jesus says to you, there is strength, there is courage, there is hope. In a moment, Pastor Mark offers a final word on Hope Lives 365. 
As we finish up today's edition of Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findley urges you to listen to the angels saying to us, as they said to Joseph and to Mary, do not be afraid. Here again is Pastor Mark. When the angel came to Joseph, he said, fear not. When the angel came to Mary, he said, fear not. And today, in the challenges of our life, Fear not. You have some big decision to make in your life and you're shaking with fear. God says, fear not. You have some health challenge that nobody else knows about. God says, fear not. You have some financial challenge. God says, fear not. Because just like I led the shepherds to the living Christ, so I lead you to the living Christ. Jesus says to you, there is strength, there is courage, there is hope. Pastor Mark Findlay on today's Hope Lives 365 with a strong reminder to trust in your gracious God and be ever hopeful in the midst of your struggles. Remember, too, that we're here to help you in your faith journey by providing some excellent biblical resources. Go to our website to learn more at hopelives365.com. That's all the time for today. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And join Pastor Mark here as he concludes this three-part message on When Angels Speak to Us. You're invited back for that on the next Hope Lives 365.